Good day, humans. What's good work? Chris Bunn here with Alex Ferry Williams for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how you going, mate? I'm feeling fantastic, mate. Um, this has been a weird, sensational week. Yeah. Um, firstly, apologies for the release of the uh, Underworld slash Underground Wrestling Review. Uh, it'll be out. Uh, shortly after we record this, uh, I was told by work that I'd finish early on Monday, and then that wasn't the case. It's all good, brother. And um, to you humans out there, I assure you it will be worth the wait. Yeah, good, apparently. <laughs> yeah, come on, good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if you don't know what I mean, you will when you hear the episode. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Friday, we'll see a Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, and then Monday, we'll see our Aussie Wrestling, Kiwi Wrestling, the November review. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm still confused about what I need to watch for that. <laughs> yes. But this is episode 69, the weekly wrestling wrap of Wednesday, the 9th of December, 2020. Uh Quick little promotion here. If you haven't already, leave in some holiday feedback. You can do that anonymously on Twitter, either inbox to me or Alex or through the Facebook group. Uh, just follow the pin post on Twitter or Facebook for that. Uh, Alex, what's this I hear about you being a big fan of the Ferrell's TV show? I was a big fan of that. But before I get into this uh, ridiculous story that happened in my life in the past week, can we have a quick little tee-hee-hee uh, laughing at the naughty number that this episode is? Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Come on, man. I I'm immature. We already knew this. All right. Without further ado-do, this is my story about what happened to me on the weekend. I was walking my dogs along this street and there was this group of kids and a parent standing near a black cat on the footpath. My dogs start growling at this cat and next thing you know, this cat has charged at me, like sprinted like full pace towards me and the dogs. Now, I've heard many horrible stories about dogs just getting their, just getting really bad wounds from cats. So I lift up both of my dogs. I'm lifting them up, like, above my head, basically. And this feral cat, this stray cat, climbs me like a tree and scratches all up my ribs all along my chest and leaves a massive gash in my forearm. It was oh, the... Really? Yeah, it, it tore into my forearm. Like, I had to get my arm disinfected and all that sort of good stuff. Like, luckily, I, I'd recently had a tetanus shot, so I should be right on that aspect. But, yeah, it was... It was really, like, just out of the blue. Um, we, we like 
we like these sort of stories from our personal lives on these shows from time to time, so I thought I'd share it. Um, yesterday, actually, like, despite the fact that I was, like, disinfecting and, you know, cleaning up my wound pretty, pretty often, my forearm started throbbing and I ripped the bandage off to have a look. And the whole thing had just, like, swollen up to, like, the size of, like, a little ping-pong ball. And it was just... You could see it moving, throbbing from the pain. (laughs) And, like, next thing you know, I start feeling nauseous and stuff. I start feeling sick. So I ended up having to go to the doctors yesterday and having to get that uh, get that looked at and get some proper medication for it because, yeah... This uh, feral cat had done a done a number on old fruity. <laughs> Jeez, that's no good at all. Yeah, I just thought, like, yeah, I thought it was just an interesting story to tell. Not that off, not that often do I have interesting life stories to tell from my day to day life at the moment, especially still like partially working from home. So, so yeah. There's a story for you humans. <laughs> ah, very good. Um, yeah, I suppose. What is it? If a black cat crosses your path, it's supposed to be unlucky. Yeah, well, this one was... Yeah, very this was unlucky. A very unlucky black cat. Um, yeah, so I've been listening to one of my favourite old 60s songs by Ted Nugent, uh, Cat Scratch Fever, for the past couple of days. Um, I got that cat scratch fever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been listening to that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just wild. It's, it's funny. It's funny. It's going to leave a nice little scar too. If you're not too queasy, I'll send you a photo. <laughs> mm, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, moving on from... Alex's news, uh, wrestling news of the week. Uh, Pat Patterson passed away uh, overnight, Wednesday night, uh, Thursday morning last week. Man, just heartbreaking, man. Um, what one of the most influential, like behind the scenes, like agents of all time, and not to mention he had such a stellar career in the sixties and seventies. Well known for his work as a tag team with uh, Ray the Crippler Stevens. And, yeah, obviously the first openly gay wrestler of his time as well, like in a time where people weren't really that open about it. So, like, this dude's a trailblazer and obviously he's the guy that came up with the idea of the Royal Rumble, like... Yeah, uh, it, it was crazy. First IC champ. First ever IC champ. Uh, don't ask to see the footage, though. <laughs> yes, it was mysteriously wiped, much like a lot of Doctor Who from that era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. The next time I choose Doctor Who, we're going to talk about that because I forgot to. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I figured we were due for another episode of that at some point anyway. Um, I think one a year might be enough for you. <laughs> To be fair, if you give me some like more like modern Doctor Who, I might I might get into it. Yeah. Um but yeah, credited for creating the Royal Rumble 
um, a lot of uh, listeners who were watching wrestling like us as kids in the 90s will know him as one of Vince's stooges. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> like, as much as he had such a fantastic career in the 60s and 70s, you know, my first memories of him is just some of his wacky antics as the part of the stooges, like... You know, the the match against the Main Street Posse where, like, real American came on and you're like, what the, what the hell's going on here? That's Hulk Hogan's old theme song. And then Joe Briscoe and Pat Patterson come out. They rip their shirts. Pat's wearing that shirt that says First Ice Champ on it. He rips his shirt off, starts flexing. Poor guy never had quite the physique, but it just made it so funny, like... He did all those comedy segments. Like, you could tell there was no hesitation on his end. He was fully in to whatever he did. Like, even go back and watch, like, it is kind of cringy, but, like, go back and watch him him versus Gerald Briscoe from, like, King of the Ring 2000 in the Hardcore Evening Gown match. Like... Pat Patterson is just so funny in that. He's just come out with this big blonde wig and this beautiful red evening gown, and he's just fully bought into it. No matter how ridiculous it was, he did it, and he was 100% into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found a photo of the um, the T-shirt in question, and you should be able to see that now. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Briscoe's still alive, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah, he he was part of the um, pandemic furloughs this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you quickly just have a look at your screen again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got my little Pat Paston action figure. Here. It, it got his, he got his first, like, proper action figure only, like, last year. Oh, well. Um, I suppose that's a bit, a bit sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many funny stories about him, like, you know, the way he, how he would always say the crowd is going banana, <laughs> not bananas. It's always banana. Um, yeah, I've listened to a couple of podcasts in the past few days, and they talk about like one of his favorite things to go. Uh, to say to someone is like he and he said it to everyone apparently like like um drew mcintyre talked about it as well like came up to drew and was like drew you know who i heard talking about you the other day who was it pat absolutely nobody (laughs) (laughs) nobody talk about you drew (laughs) (laughs) it's just like yeah, it's one of his favorite jokes, and like, yeah, they talked about it on the Bruce Pritchard did a podcast this week. He was very close friends with Pat, and they scrapped their normal plans and just did a proper tribute episode. They didn't feel right selling the podcast to advertisers, so they had no ads for the podcast, and he just told a heap of stories, and it always said that, like, Pat would bust that joke out, like, every, like, a couple of times a month at least. And everyone just had so much respect for Pat that even though they knew what joke he was about to do, 
they just play along just so Pat could have a laugh. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So from there, uh, any other news that you saw this week outside of uh, things we'll mention on the TVs? Uh, that's pretty much the big thing of the week. Um, I can say that I'm currently working on a Spotify playlist for our fantasy promotions. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've just started the Fruity's Ultimate Game Show WCW themes playlist. So if you search up WAS is like one word, WAS, F-U-G-S, WCW themes. So was Fugs WCW themes. Oh, it's by you. Yeah, I didn't know how to do it from our account. That, that's all. I'm not the technical one of this this uh, group, of this organisation, if you will. You're the technical one. I'm just, I'm just trying to put a few tunes together so I have some inspiration while I'm writing the scripts. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, that'll be uh, one to look out for. From there, we go down to Wednesday, December the 2nd for Impact Wrestling Impact, starting off with an in-memory graphic of uh, in-memory graphic for Bob Ryder, who passed away. Um, do you know much of Bob Ryder? Yeah, so he started in WCW towards the end. Um, yeah, and he'd been a part of Impact for the entirety of Impact of TNA. Um, yeah, just, uh, I'm not exactly sure his role, but I know that he had some percentage of ownership at one point. Is, is this the same writer who partly to credit for the startup of the promotion with Jeff and Jerry Jared? Yes. Yes, that's him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, another one where it was crazy to say, like, all the tweets that had come out and like just saying how many people were affected by this tragedy, like how many people like all across the industry, this guy had had some connection with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You think of TNA and the first thing you hear is that like the three founding members on a fishing trip came up with the idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was actually a re there was a really chilling moment on Eric Bischoff's podcast last week where he found out on air during the podcast about the passing of Bob Ryder, and it was oh. like it was very, very awkward. And yeah, Bischoff tweeted that he wanted to leave it in just because. It was his legit real reaction to finding out. So, yeah, like Eric Bischoff worked with him in WCW. So, yeah. Ah, fair enough. So you're more of the uh, knowledge of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, results for Impact is... There's no real easy way to move forward, but the results for Impact were a tag team match where the Mosi Machine Guns defeated Triple XL, a Impact tag team tournament first round match where Jazz and Jordan Grace defeated Killer Kelly and Renee Michael, singles match Cody Dina defeated 
Johnny Swinger by DQ. Impact X Division Championship match where Rahit Raju, the champion, retained, defeating Crazy Steve. And in the main event, Willie Mack defeated Chris Bay. Uh, Alex, your thoughts there? I thought it was a good episode of Impact. Uh, I thought Jazz looked fantastic considering she's almost about to retire. Yeah, wow. Not who I expected to return, but yeah, they've still got a pretty deep women's division and very, um, like a lot of good talent on there, not just depth wise as in numbers. Yeah, I, and stylistically, like Jazz being with Jordan Grace makes a lot of sense. Like they can be the big powerhouse, like hard hitting team of the division. What did you think of Killer Kelly and Renee? Michelle. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you recall who Renee Michelle is? No, I don't. Uh, not that long ago, she was on WWE television chasing around her husband. No. Uh, Drake Maverick's wife. Oh, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah, so, like, she was doing all that stuff in the WWE without actually being signed to a contract, so. So, yeah, it's cool to see her get picked up somewhere. Um, yeah, tag team of former WWE employees. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, um, there was a lot of, like, potential in Renee's, like, acting, like, in some of those segments with Rockstar, uh, Drake Maverick. Um, during probably the peak, the very short peak of the 24-7 division when they were doing all that stuff with, like, Drake Maverick and he's finally going to consummate his marriage and all that sort of stuff. All that stuff was funny. Um, Anything else from Impact Standout? uh, Yeah, like... I really want big things for Willie Mack. It's been too long now where they haven't really done enough with him. And yep. I, I really want to see them give him a big old shove ski, as I like to say. Yeah. Um, back to the commentary team of Josh Matthews and Madison Rain. You must have been happy. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like being happy that... Your wisdom tooth got taken out <laughs> and you only have to deal with the pain for a couple of more days. Like, but yeah, you still have to deal with the pain, brother. Um, like it still kind of sucks. <laughs> um, did yeah. you watch, did you watch the classic match in full this week or did you skip ahead? I skipped ahead. What, what was it this week? Mm. Motor City Machine Guns versus Generation Me from Final Resolution 2010. Oh my god, a bit of foreshadowing maybe. Ooh, perhaps. Um, <laughs> Eric Young cuts a hill promo, calling himself the cure, saying the sickness is everywhere. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, didn't even think about that at the time. Oh, okay, yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And 
uh, Mo Sin Min. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we love the sinister minister over here. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I want to hear. I want him to like cackle, like every five minutes. <laughs> just like uh, in the middle of the match, you just hear him like far away in the background cackling. <laughs> uh, I said thumbs up this week. What about yourself? Yeah, thumbs up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very excited to see what the next impact's about, though. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that in just a moment. But first, back to regular scheduled programming. No supersize wrap this week as we go to uh, WWE NXT US. Uh, starts off with the in-memory graphic of Pat Patterson. Um, yeah, we've already talked about that off the top. Was there anything you want to touch on from the video package itself? Um, did they do the My Way Frank Sinatra video package on this one as well? I can't remember. Yeah, they spliced him singing it um, over various clips and photos of him. Yeah, because they, they showed that again on Raw as well. Um, that and was Smackdown, a, I think. Yeah, that was a very heavy case of someone was cutting some onions. Cause, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was very, very emotional. Um, even just saying all the backstage pitches and like just saying how much everyone loved the dude. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so going to the actual results of the night, a tag team match where Damian Priest and Leon Ruff defeated Miguel Del Fantasma uh, members Raul Mendoza and Santos Escobar, a singles match where Cameron Grimes defeats August Gray. Jake Atlas defeated Tony Nese. The Grizzled Young Veterans first Imperium to a no contest. And the War Games ladder match advantage in the main event for the women where Shotzi Blackheart defeated Raquel Gonzalez. Um, do you want to go first or should I? Go first, brother. <laughs> um, okay. First thing first. Why are Imperium still in the US? Weren't they <laughs> taking the belts off them to ship them back to the UK because the UK television was starting? Yeah, I, I guess they can't get back over. Maybe they actually live in the US and they just, I don't know. Because they did that thing, like the that episode, the first episode of NXT UK back where they had them on the big screen, like <laughs> threatening By that a that satellite. Would... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, how is it that NXT US has more of the NXT UK tag division at the moment? <laughs> yeah. Um, how about the actual meat and potatoes here of my gripe? With 10 seconds remaining of TV time, the full women's team is confirmed for the baby faces. What the hell? Yeah, that is lazy. But also, I would argue that... Like, no disrespect to the women. I just don't think there was enough made on the bone with this story. I don't think anyone cared that much about that War Games match in particular. And you... Nah, it doesn't matter. Um, no, you you know I love Pat the Cafe at the moment, so... Yeah. Uh, men's War Games match heading into the takeover was uh, Pat McCaffrey. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Oni Larkin versus the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, 
Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. In the women's war game match, it is uh, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm versus Shotzi Blackheart, Amber Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. It's a, it's a good team. It's a really good team. Um, I just don't really get like what is happening here story wise and like oh don't get me started on the Tony Storm heel turn I'm starting to think it was a bad idea to turn her heel yeah we can talk about that more during the actual match um outside of the two war games matches because they happen this week uh we can talk about that more on the uh pay-per-view part um anything else from this NXT because I just said thumbs down yeah, it's a thumbs down from me. It's just, it's not a go home show. It didn't, I didn't even really realize after watching this that like War Games was coming up. Like it just didn't really get me interested. But did you realize that winter was coming? Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I assure you that one particular listener. You got a bit of heat with him for not knowing your Game of Thrones references last week. <laughs> oh, don't worry, because I've got something for him this week. Wednesday, okay. December the 3rd, 2020, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, sponsored by Winter is Coming, the new whiskey from Johnny Walker to celebrate Game of Thrones. Is that a legit thing? Yeah, we've got three of them at work. They came in last week. Wow. Okay, so Johnny Walker's doing a Game of Thrones tribute like a year and a half after Game of Thrones is gone. Um, just as questionable as AEW doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea of the theme. Just, I don't know. Uh, we'll get into it. Oh, wow, that actually looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the bottles look awesome. Uh, I think there is a uh, shout-out to Warwick Thompson. He'll probably want to buy one of those bottles, at least a couple of them. Ah, oh, well. Anyway, uh, kicks off with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Do you remember this being announced last week? I do. I do, yeah. They did announce it, um, only with one week's notice, but... To be fair, they did say last year it was going to be a yearly thing in December. So I should have seen it coming. It's just I don't think anyone cared enough about this concept. Yeah. Um, so the final two combatants moving on to the singles match next week is MJF and Orange Cassidy, who defeated Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, Isaiah Cassidy, Joey Janela, John Silver, Jungle Boy, Kip Sabian, Lee Johnson, Lufer, Mark Quinn, Matt Hardy, Matt Seidel, Miro, Sammy Guevara, Scorpion Skies, Serpenticos, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. Yeah, this is still a weird concept, isn't it? Yeah, I will say they did a fantastic job rehabbing Miro in this match because he looked like a million bucks in that match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remaining matches were a singles match where Chris Jericho with Jake, H- Jake Hager and Ortiz defeated Frankie Kazarian. Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Rebel defeated Layla Hirsch. 
a tag team match where Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen with Arn Anderson defeated Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks with Taz in their corner. And in the main event for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley, the champion for 277 days, was defeated by Kenny Omega. Um, now, I jotted down some match ratings here. Do you have any idea of what uh, Wrestling Observer gave this match? Oh, God. Oh, God. Dave loves himself uh, some AEW, and he loves himself some Kenny Omega. As much as I don't think it is, did he give it four and a half? Four and a half out of five, sir, yes. Oh, what a guess. Yeah. Um, what about it, Cage Match out of ten? What do you think the fans on Cage Match would have given it? Five. <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. No, 7.99 from 185 votes. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> what about the fans on Grapple out of five? What do you think they gave it? Oh, I guess like a four. 3.85 from 259 votes. That's probably the fairest score out of the lot. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so nothing says winter like JR saying it's 40 degrees when it was 40 degrees Celsius here this past week. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's been like 13 degrees Celsius here where I am in Victoria this week. It's been cloudy. It's been miserable. It's been raining. I think because I I rewatched what happened after the, the Cody and Derby tag match so many times that I actually made winter come here. Oh, man. Um, JR mentions, mentions the passing of Pat Patterson as well, which was a nice touch. AEW seems to be doing this a lot for legends of other companies. Yeah, exactly. It's the right thing to do. Um, commentary talks up the women's division. The NWA women's division, that is. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Alex, so what did happen after the Cody and Darby versus Team Taz tag team match? It sting! Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sting! Oh, sorry. I went a little too loud there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, right? <laughs> yeah, did not expect that. Yeah, so, like, I had a feeling he might show up at AEW. I just wasn't expecting this was what Winter is Coming was all about. Um, a Sting not really known for his snow motif, but this could be a whole different evolution, I guess. We'd what are you go talking from... about? He went to the White Castle of Fear. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Play the game. Play the game. Stingo. Um, yeah, like, so we're going from crow sting to snow sting, I guess. Actually, no, there was a crow in the snow. So this is crow in a snow sting. Um, yeah, th this was just mind boggling. Um there was just this incredible goosebump moment for me, being the WCW mark. 
hearing Tony Schiavone say his line one more time of it sting. Like hearing him say that like it was the peak of sting in the you know late nineties, like hearing him say that again, it was one of those things I was so nostalgic for that I didn't realize I was nostalgic for. And yeah, just goosebumps. I couldn't stop watching that clip of just Tony saying that. Yeah, wow. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do, given uh, what happened with Sting leading to his uh, alleged retirement. Yeah, I, I do. I do wonder if he's going to be in the ring or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Also, did a part of you just like get really worried when the snow started happening? Cody Rhodes is in the ring getting beat up. We'd seen him be accompanied by a certain someone at All In, and then at like one of the casino battle royales, I think at the first one, this particular guy made a quick cameo in it as well. Glacier. Were you worried it was going to be Glacier? Because I swear to God, I thought it was going to be Glacier coming out. Can I say I wasn't worried that it was going to be Glacier? I was excited thinking it was going to be Glacier. <laughs> and then it was Sting and I'm like, that's ah, alright. <laughs> that's, that's okay, I guess. It's it's no Glacier, but yeah, <laughs> that, they could have brought back... Um, the sinister minister for their new little crossover thing because that's who Glacier was feuding with at first and the sinister minister was in WCW as James Vanderberg and he was the manager of Mortis and Wrath. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> so Kenny wins with help from Don Callis who's on commentary for this match and they leave and Don says to tune into Impact on Tuesdays. What? Crazy, right? Like, um, it's the only company they're not working with at the moment, WWE and New Japan. Yeah. I they're working that's... with a lot of MLW people. They're working with uh, NWA, of course. They're now working with Impact. They're working with Game Changer Wrestling. Of course, you've got people like Joe Janela on there. Uh, Kenny Omega's the AAA mega champion. Yeah, which is one of their um, official partners. Um, it's the only one, yeah, WWE, New Japan, and I suppose the other bigger one would be Ring of Honor that they're not working with. Yeah, and it's just really refreshing to see, like, the willingness to sort of not just, like, well, for a change, acknowledge that there are other wrestling companies. That's refreshing. But to actually do some work with them, it's very refreshing. I just question, what can AEW possibly get out of a partnership with Impact? Because <laughs> Hey? They'll become cursed? Yeah, like... Only impact can gain from this partnership <laughs> from my from my vantage point anyway. Like impact 
like has been a pretty good brand this year, but no one cares about him anymore, unfortunately. Um, AEW is like the in new thing. Um, they got all the buzz. So, yeah, I, I just can't say what AEW can benefit out of this other than this sort of being kind of like a charity act, I guess. No, you see, what they're going to do is they're going to take Kenny Omega over there and while they've got Kenny Omega in Nashville, they're going to put the title on Johnny Swinger. You say that. You know what I'm referencing, though. Ah, uh, what's that? Oh, British Invasion, come on. Oh, of course, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, oh, gosh. Don't bring, yeah, don't bring your titles to Impact. It's a bad, bad idea. Um, I kind of froth at the idea of Abaddon and Sue Young doing something together. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, there's yeah. so many, there's so many things I would love to see. Like uh, I would, I would love to see Ken Shamrock on Wednesday nights on a Dynamite episode. Just. Like, give him one last, like, big match on a big stage, you know? Yeah. Um, last note here is, thank God the title's off Mox. Can we get the New Japan title off him now and be done with this? Yeah, I think that's what the plan is by the looks of things. Oh, man. Uh, thumbs up overall. I thought it was a really good show. Oh, yeah, big thumbs up. Um Sting, <laughs> like st Sting. Oh man, it doesn't matter how old he is. I'll never not mark out for that guy. Yeah, Joker Sting is best Sting. It's not the worst Sting. What's the worst Sting? You gonna say Surfer Sting? No, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say no face paint, wearing sunglasses, part of the Mafia Sting. Main event Mafia Sting. Yeah, the main oh. event Mafia was good. Sting just wasn't good at being a part of it. <laughs> because Maybe. he's meant to be part of this, like, heel faction and he could never be a heel. He's just really bad at pretending to be a heel. Oh, man. Uh, Saturday, December 5th, 2020 for WWE SmackDown. Starts with Natalya defeating Bailey, a six-man tag team match where Big E, Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio defeat Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. A singles match where King Corbin with his good friends Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake defeat Murphy, who had the Mysterio family by ringside. And in the main event, Kevin Owens and Otis defeat Jey Uso and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Ah, it seems they're not forgotten anymore, Alex. Um, if they do do something with Blake versus Murphy, there's at least a story to tell. It's funny you mention that because they tried it once in NXT and it didn't work with the NXT crowd. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I thought though, if Murphy had sold it more and the commentators talked it up more, that's Wesley Blake. Blake and Murphy held the NXT titles. They were champions for Southern with Alexa Bliss. And oh my God, he hasn't seen Blake in ages. And sort of like that, but <laughs> there was none of that there. 
No, exactly. Yeah. Um, NXT is not part of WWE canon. Oh, boy. Um, the lone thing that is carrying SmackDown at the moment for me is Roman and Kevin Owens. Like, the rest of this stuff was pretty forgettable this week. Uh, thumbs down for me. Yeah, that was a horrible episode of SmackDown. Besides the Owens-Roman stuff, yeah, thumbs down as well for me. Um, Sunday, December the 6th, 2020, for WWE Angst TakeOver War Games number four. Starts off with the women's war games match. So it is uh, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm with Indy Hartwell ringside, defeating the team of Ember Moon, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, they won when Raquel pinned Io Shirai. Yeah, that shocked me. Raquel getting the the big win here. Yeah, I thought I thought this was. Uh, I suppose we can go into it later. Um, yeah, that did shock me, but it does sort of make sense a new challenger for EO going forward. Yeah, yeah, but. Honestly, I don't think anyone will believe Raquel beating EO for the title. You never know. Could have Dakota ringside to help. Yeah, I don't know. I just see that being a match you can just blow away on an NXT TV, like, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, from there, a singles match where Tommaso Ciampa defeated Timothy Thatcher a strap match where Dexter Loomis defeated Cameron Grimes, and an NXT North American title triple threat match where Johnny Gargano recaptures the championship, defeating Damian Priest and the champion Leon Ruff. Uh, main event was the War Games men's match, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong defeated Danny Burch, Oni Lawkran, Pete Dunn, and Pat McAfee. Um... Kyle O'Reilly pinned Oni Lawkin to win the match for his team. Um, do you want me to start off with my thoughts first here? Yeah, go for it, mate. This women's match was so ass backwards. Why did the faces have the advantage? Did that ever happen in NWA WCW? Uh, it happened in WCW. Guess who was the booker? Dusty Rhodes. Oh, Russo. Yeah. <laughs> was that one of the um, triple cage war games or was that the triple team war cage? It was the triple team one. Oh, no, no. It was the triple cage one. And also the year before that, they did the triple team one with NWO Hollywood versus NWO Wolfpack versus Team WCW. And yeah. NWO, uh, NWO Wolfpack, which were technically baby faces, had the advantage as well. Jeez. Um, the cameraman in the center divider is always in the way late in the match, it seems. There were so many bad shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they can do to avoid that, but yeah. Ring up TNA, learn how to cut a hole in your cage, and do that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Or do what the WCW, uh, do what the UFC does and put um, platforms by the cage side so you can put cameramen there. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's there's ways around it. Uh, Dakota, Rio, and Tony, I thought, all did well in the women's war games match. But why did the referee not count the pinfall in the match? And EO, with a trash can out of nowhere, falls, and it was trash, I thought. Where did she get the trash can from, and how did she get up there unnoticed? Oh, how did Pat McAfee get up on top of the cage unnoticed, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just part of the modern style. <laughs> People are just always waiting to catch someone. Three of these matches were just there and really felt like nothing to me. Yep. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Undisputed Era are in grey and red. What the hell? Ah, you got to mix it up so your action figures look different for merchandising. Stole John Cena trick. Yeah. Do you have many of his figures? John Cena. And, uh, I have a couple, but I I only collect like uh, old school sort of representations of guys like more legend style figures. I have like a John Cena in his debut little biker shorts, and a John Cena is like Doctor Thugonomics style. Ah, uh, okay. Um, McCaffrey kicks out of the Panama City Sunrise. Alex, do you? Dec- do you care to defend why a two-month trainee near 35 minutes into a match would do this? Uh, two-month trainee? Yeah, that's what they say he is pretty much on TV. Oh, he's, oh, well, he says on his thing that he's been training for this for like two years, but... Yes, we all know that, but by WWE's logic, nothing outside their universe exists. So he's been training for about two months by their logic. How many people have has Adam Cole really finished with the Panama Sunrise in NXT? A few, because Vic Joseph was talking it up, saying he's won championships with that. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a secondary finisher. Well, what's his main finisher then? That knee to the back of the head thing where he slides the knee pad down. Oh, that's worse. It is worse. But, like, that's what he mainly finishes matches with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was stupid. Oh, yeah. But I guess they're trying to get Pat McAfee over as a wrestler. So they got to give him, like, a little push like that. Like, I, I get it. I get the logic in doing it. But I also get the complaints about it as well. So I'm pretty neutral on that one, to be honest. Okay. Um, I thought this was a thumbs down uh, pay-per-view. What about yourself? Uh, I honestly thought both War Games matches were were okay. They were fine. Um, I really liked the women's. It's by the time you get to the men's and you've already seen a lot of that stuff in the opening match of the night, It's you're not as excited. You're like, oh, okay then. The problem with War Games matches is that nothing matters until the final entrant is in. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you can't win the match until the last person's in. So you're basically waiting, like, 20, 30 minutes 
before the match properly starts. And it just feels real draining by the end. Um, honestly, I thought the women's match was fairly ordinary and might have been the worst match of the night. <laughs> um, uh, I thought the men's match was just a bit better. But, yeah, there's nothing that stands out. Thumbs down for me. This was... Like, you got to watch it, like... Because, you know, Tank Girl got a new tank. you got to check that out. <laughs> um, well, at least um, the heartbreak kick and big lady call got the win tonight. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, you got the tease of Karrion Cross coming back. Uh... Which I'm excited for them to do something with the NXT title. <laughs> That would be refreshing. Oh, yeah. Where was Finn this week? I thought he back and he just sent in another video pretty much saying the same video package as last week. Yeah, he's coming back. When? <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> so is Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Probably around the same time, I reckon. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, thumbs down from both of us. Um, did you think either War Games match was the worst under the WWE NXT umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> like the worst of all time under that umbrella. Under the WWE NXT umbrella, this is probably like worst and second worst. Yeah, the women haven't had a really good showing. They've two War Games matches. They had like the saving grace of that first War Games match was the Dakota turn on Tegan. <laughs> The the, prob the problem with the women's war games matches is they're just slapping together random women and putting them into a match because it's war games time. Same at thing least, as like Hell in a Cell and stuff like that. At least this year they did put like a tag team in with them. They did put, um, oh, they did that last year too with Dakota and Tegan um, fly yeah. kicks and this year Dakota and Raquel. Um, so they are doing that at least where they can. But last year having the baby faces down um, two to four late in the match and they somehow win. This year they have the advantage the entire match and lose. Yeah. Yeah. Also they completely buried the point of the advantage on this pay-per-view because both teams had had the advantage lost. Yeah, that's true too. Um, the men's match, I thought it was fine um, for what it was. It was mid-card. I still think that three-way men's match is the worst men's match just because three teams did not work well. No, nah, it's, it's always a bad idea. They should have learned from uh, War Games 1998 not to do that. Oh, uh, man. Um, speaking of things to learn not to do, did you watch Ring of Honor this week? I learned not to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so two matches this week. Opening singles match. So Mike Bennett and Vincent fought to a no contest as Matt Taven and Bateman ran down to the ring and couldn't be separated. And in the main event, a pure rules match, Tracy Williams defeated John Walters at 11.40. Um, sort of thoughts here. It was a good... Good show again. It's just sort of 
slowly, slowly building towards final battle. Uh, Mark Briscoe is now teaming with PCO. That's really random. Um, there could be some good promos in that, though. If you saw how this was revealed, he's going, oh, you got to write your letter, Santa. You got to write your letter, Santa, and tell him what you want for the Christmas because what I asked for for Christmas was my very own monster. And he opens up this box and PCO's inside. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I might actually check that out. I, I'm quite the PCO fan. So they've announced most of the card for Final Battle now. This was um, like there was a video package aired at the end of the show before they went off air. So there is EC3 versus Jay Briscoe. Mm. Six-man championship. Mexico Squad versus Shane Taylor Promotions. Mexico Squad are the champions. Okay. I don't know who that is. Um, that is Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace. Oh, that'll be fun then. Yeah. Uh, it's Tag Team Championship, the Foundation versus Mark Briscoe and PCO. It's so weird, that tag team, but I'll, I I kind of love it as if they do sort of the odd the odd couple thing there or yeah. like, yeah, or just like a madman with his monster. So the foundation, uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham are your champions there. Next, yeah, hopefully they lose the titles. <laughs> next is The Righteous, Vincent and Bateman versus The Kingdom, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Okay. Also announced a pure rules championship match. Jonathan Gresham, the champion versus Flip Gordon. Uh, go to hell, Flip. <laughs> Moving on. <World laughs> championship match. Rush, the champion versus Brody King. Put it on, Brody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Almost every, uh, yeah, every title there is been announced, I believe, except for the TV title. Yeah, the Who TV is the title. TV hasn't been champion? You know what? That's a good question. Current TV champion is oh that's right, it's Ryu Lee. Ah. Is that a um border issue or something? I'm not sure. Yeah. And still no word on the women's championship or what they're doing there. Yeah, I haven't seen any women on these Ring of Honor cards in a while. But if you go on their YouTube, you can see a bit of Kellyanne every now and then. Yeah, and we love Kellyanne. Yeah. Uh, final thing of the week, WWE Raw. Uh, so we're recording a bit later than normal because I had a thunderstorm and my power cut out for a little bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, you you would... know what's a good thunderstorm? What? Uh, Wrestling Oz thunderstorm where we review over the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cheap pop. <laughs> anyway, uh, singles match. Oscar with Lana defeat Shayna Baszler with Nia Jax. A mixed tag match where Dana Brooke and Ricochet defeat Reckoning and Slapjack. A singles yeah. match, Kofi Kingston defeated Shelton Benjamin before Kofi Kingston defeated Cedric Alexander. Oh. Oh. 
a three-on-two match where AJ Styles, The Miz, and John Morrison defeated Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, this was your lone announced match going into Raw today. Mm. Following that, a singles match, Bobby Lashley defeated Jeff Hardley. And the main event, <laughs> Bray Wyatt defeated Randy Orton, I guess. No contest, maybe? I don't know. Oh man. Um yeah, things I learned. Did Matt make hash donuts? Well it's bronuts. Yeah, that's why I ask. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um uh, MVP has been a fan of that cause in the past, so that's maybe why he was eating them after that match too. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Uh, main event Chinlock City much. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I love the story they're telling with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, but ultimately the match is going to suck because these two just have not been able to have a good match before. So what? I can't see how it'd be any different this time. Yeah. Um, and what the hell are they doing with Reckoning? Are they going to break them up already? Uh, they might as well, right? Where were the other two members this week? Where were they last week? I haven't seen them in a bit, I don't think. Oh, you are right. Yeah, two to three weeks now. Yeah, and there was that, like, week after Survivor Series where they Retribution just weren't on at all as well. So... Your true Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because Reckoning took Dana Brooke out for the women's match, and then the men defeated Team Raw minus AJ. Yes. But then, if Retribution is better than Team Raw because they won that match, that means the Hurt Business is the best team all round because they beat Retribution all the time for like a month. <laughs> hey, I'd rather have them on Raw than Retribution. I'll slap you. Uh- I love the Hurt Business. Uh, I don't put them over enough. I really enjoy the Hurt Business. Uh, I um, wish they just would pull the trigger and give Shelton and Cedric the titles, the tag titles, but they can't do that now after how many times they keep getting beaten by the New Day. Yeah. um, Thumbs down this week, uh, much like Raw. It's best watched on VOD so you can fast forward all the filler. Oh, that's what I I watched. Um, I watched Raw like half an hour behind live, so I just had enough time to sort of skip through the ads. Yeah, there's still so much filler. Here's what happened last week. If you didn't watch, it's like I watched last week. I don't need this, and it's yeah. like something not important. Here's something presented by car insurance. It's like the most meaningless match of last week, and it's like. Really? It was like two other matches that meant a lot more than this, and this is what you choose? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, thumbs down, Raw. Go to hell. Yep. I agree. TV, <laughs> champ. TV champ this week, Alex. What you got? Uh, can I? I don't know. Can you? I'm giving it... Actually, I'm giving it to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> really? 
Tony Schiavone is my TV champ of the week. Um, he made me feel more in wrestling in that two words he said when Sting walked out than I have felt in wrestling for years. So just for that alone, he made me feel like a bloody eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid watching Nitro all over again. So, yep, thank you for making me realize I still do enjoy wrestling. Well, for that same reason, I've already chose someone based similarly upon that. In fact, they were a guest on the AEW commentary team this week. It is Don Callis. Yeah, good choice. Uh, why is Don not doing commentary for Impact? It doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> like, yeah. how come they have so many commentators, but they still can't find a good one? <laughs> the one good one they have, they refuse to use him. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought Don was really well here, um, helping Kenny win. Like I've already said, I'm over Mox's champ anyway, so I kind of cheered that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what what this whole character is with Kenny. Like, he's now, like, officially full-on heel. Can I just say, old Alex Marvez dropping the ball. <laughs> what do you mean, Tuesday? Don Hot Airs Wednesdays. Wouldn't you say, are you appearing on Dark? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Also, uh, we forgot to mention this. What was Alex Marvez doing standing there? He was like behind a truck and just like came out of nowhere. Like, like what's Marvez he doing out of there? Nowhere. Like, he's just standing behind this truck. It, like, shouldn't he be in the arena, like, waiting to interview someone in there? No, he's not allowed in the arena anymore after what happened. What happened? He got taken off the commentary team and put as a backstage announcer occasionally because they hired Shivani and JR. Yeah, and thank God they did. Well, actually, uh, JR, take her or leave it. I thought he was pretty good this week. Yeah, it was one of his better weeks. There was some stuff for him to really get passionate about. Um, sometimes... Sometimes he can be a bit iffy, especially when there's a big guy in the ring trying to jump off the top rope and he can't help himself but complain about how it's illogical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, from there, upcoming pay-per-views. Uh, December the 12th, we'll see Impact Wrestling, Impact Wrestling Final Resolution as well as New Japan Finals of the Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League. 13th of December, we'll see the Super J Cup on New Japan World. 18th of December, Ring of Honor presents Final Battle. And the 20th of December, we'll see WWE Table, Ladders and Scares. Oh, God. Uh, January 4th, we'll see New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom, Night One, Tokyo Dome. January 5th, we'll see New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom, Night Two, Tokyo Dome. Uh, January 6th, we'll see New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Year's Dash. And January 16th, we'll see Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Because apparently Impact can't die. It's true, though. It's so true. Uh, um, do you have time for some R-Block kind, sir? I sure do. 
Okay, so we're talking a couple more days of best of the Super Juniors. Uh, going into the events we're about to discuss, Alex is on 94, I'm on 81. Uh, for best of the Super Juniors, Alex is on 18, I'm on 13. Oof. So we go to Wednesday, December the 2nd, 2020, for night 13, best of the Super Juniors night. Uh, Doki on two defeated Yuya Yiramura, the young line replacement for Katamaru. Alex had chosen Doki. He moves to 19. I chose Yaramura, the replacement. I stay on 13. I gave it three beers. Next was Robbie Eagles on six, defeating Ryusuke Taguchi on six. Alex had chosen Robbie. He moves to 20. I chose Robbie. I moved to 14. I gave it three and a half. Following that, Bushi on eight, defeated Master Water on eight. Alex chose Bushi, he moves to 21. I also chose Bushi, I moved to 15, I gave it two and a half. Co-main event of the evening, El Desperado on 10, defeat Taiji Ishimori on 10. Alex had chosen Taiji, he stays on 21. I chose Despi, I moved to 16, I gave it four. And main event of the evening, show on 10, defeated Hiromu Takahashi on 10. Uh, Alex had chosen a draw for this match, so he stays on 21. I Takahashi. I stay on 16. I gave it a 4. Night 14 was a World Tag League night, December the 4th. So we go down to Saturday, December the 5th for night 15, best of the Super Juniors. Uh, opens with Show on 12, defeating Yuya Yurimura on 0. Alex had chosen Show. He goes to 22. I chose Show. I go to 17. I gave it 3.25. Uh, next was Doki on four, defeating Bushi on eight. Alex had chosen Bushi. He stays on 22. I chose Doki. I go to 18. I gave it 2.75. Uh, third match of the night, El Desperado on 12, defeat Rugby Eagles on six. Alex had chosen El Desperado. He goes to 23. I chose Robbie. I go to 18. I gave it 4.25. Co-main um, event of the evening, Taiji Ishimori on 12, defeats Master Watto on eight. Uh, Alex had chosen Watto. He stays on 23. I chose Taiji Ishimori. I go to 19. I gave it 2.50. And in the main event at night 15, Hiromu Takahashi on 12, defeat Ryusuke Taguchi on 6. Alex had chosen Hiromu. He goes to 24. I also chose Hiromu. I go to 20. I gave it 3.75. Um, so the final block day was on the 6th of December. Tournament final will be on the 12th. And the Super J Cup will be December 13th all of which we will discuss on next week's R Block episode. Uh, any sort of comments or that on that? Um, yeah, you're getting too close for my liking. You're getting way too close and I'm getting real nervous. I yeah. almost, I almost <laughs> added my, like, to that playlist I was making, I almost added the entrance music of the guys I was going to pick if I won the R block. But I was like, <laughs> uh, I better not jinx myself yet. Yeah. Um, so it is <laughs> Alex on 24, myself on 20, going into the final days of Best of the Super Juniors, remembering that if we need the fourth category of tiebreaker, most points from a tournament receives one tournament point. If we are a draw, we'd receive a half point each. Um, do you want to know the leaderboard at the moment, kind sir? Uh, yeah, go on. So 
current leaderboard standing after New Japan Cup USA, G1 Climax, and the best of the Super Juniors up until this point is Alex on 100 points, Chris on 88. You're ahead Ooh. by 12, sir. Oh, about... Uh, um, do you know who we both picked for the Super Junior Finals? I don't have it in front of me, sorry. That's all right. We'll discuss that when we do the R Block episode. Um, so, yeah, if we need three-point tiebreaker after the first two tournaments, Alex leads six to zero. Two-point tiebreakers after the first two tournaments, Alex leads six to four. So you're ahead uh, six in the three-point Two in the two point, one point total, 88 to 84. You're ahead by four points there. And because you got the most points in the first two tournaments, you're ahead two to zero there. Oh, congratulations on bringing up a century as well. Yes, yes. uh, Raising the bat for that one. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, Danny Birch pulled out a cricket bat in War Games, and then Wade Barrett made a Freddie Flintoff reference, which made me pretty happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I think because those matches are just sort of all out, it's a bit hard to take um, quick notes on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If we were doing like a um, an underworld wrestling where it's one contained show, I can take a bit more notes if I'm watching a few days out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's only 12 points difference. Uh, so one lot of block days remaining. That's five points. Uh, two points for each finalist. So that's six, seven, eight, nine points. <laughs> Tournament winners, another three. So there's 12 points left in the Super Juniors. Uh, Super J Cup would be four, four. Uh, that's eight and 11. So that'd be... 23 points remaining. So it's still a catchable margin. Oh, no. Man, you've gotten too close. It's really nerve-wracking. I just... Yeah. I need these tournaments to hurry up so I so I can just, like, deep breathe and know that I either won or lost and I can move forward. Yeah, so 23 points on offer for the next... Three days, all of which we'll be discussing on the final art block episode. Um, yeah, that's about it for now. Uh, again, we'll be back on Friday for Fruity's Element Game Show. Uh, last one for the year at this stage, Alex. Yes, yes. Um, big one coming up. Uh, NWO sold out from WCW. Ooh. Uh, WWF will be presenting payback following SummerSlam. Yeah, some big stuff going on. We just had the... Ah, go back and listen to the last Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Monday the 14th, we'll see our Aussie Wrestling, Kiwi Wrestling wrap for November. Uh, again, we're not talking the PWA Premiership, as we'll be discussing that in... January, uh, January the 29th, to be precise. Yeah, yeah, wow. The year's almost over. Yeah, my friend. Oh, uh, thank God. <laughs> do you know the scary thing? What? This time last year, 
the bushfires would have been just starting around northeast Victoria. Yeah. Yep. And at one point last week, I was like, oh, God, it's going to happen real soon, too. Thank God the rain we got the past week or so, because it started getting real dry there for a minute. Oh, no. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I suppose, thank, knock on wood, that there'll be no bushfires this summer. Um, where can the good humans find you, kind sir? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle on Instagram and Twitter. I've, we've both been fairly a lot more active on the Instagram lately, so we're bringing our A game. We're um, bringing Insta back. Yeah. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you don't like JT? Not really. Nah, no, he's all right. He has his moments. Um, search us up on Facebook. Search up Wrestling Ozdal, and you can find Chris Thunder at. at I am Chris Thunder as well. You see. Also, you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozdal archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll talk to you next time. It's <laughs>